Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. We're glad to have you with us today. Join us on the web at boltenterprises.com. Today, we're continuing our podcast series on workplace culture. Let's move on to atmosphere now. Yes, we're moving on to atmosphere. The least tangible of the three. Mm -hmm. Now, we've talked about values and practices, and today we're focusing on atmosphere. Some places you can walk into and you can cut the tension with a knife. Other places you walk into and it's just you feel like you belong, like you're a part of the team, even though you're a visitor. It's interesting. What's the difference? How How do you figure out what an atmosphere in a place is? This is the intangible part. This is where it's, it's what it feels like to work there. It's where the values and the practices come together and makes a mood, makes an atmosphere, makes a, a style. Is it a fun-loving, hard-working place? Is it uh, dry? Everybody's busy with their faces buried in their computer screens, working away. You know, that contributes if it's you want it to be a focused endeavor. For example, you want your have a deadline coming and you want everybody to focus. You want it to, the, um, the mood to, to be a focused one. You don't want um, several things going on in the background and conversations happening all around you. You want to be able to concentrate. You want everybody concentrating. You want the focus to be the focus. So if you want to lighten things up and create some space, then you want to you know insert some humor. You want to insert some conversation. You want to roam and interrupt people and check into what they're doing make them feel attended to that you know what they're doing these things all contribute to the kind of atmosphere people are working in so it seems that based on values based on some practices that you may have in a workplace eventually the atmosphere becomes when people start behaving according to the values and the practices that's a good way to put it so you start monitoring your behavior or you notice whose behavior affects how you behave. For example, workers see certain people coming toward them. You know, they either light up and are looking forward to them coming or they kind of cower and pretend they're busy so that that person won't stop and talk to them. Well, that can be pretty clearly identified between like who's coming with more work for them. Uh-oh, here comes so-and-so. Um, I'm not going to make eye contact. They're going to think I'm available and they're going to give me work. You know, so-and-so is a real attentive supervisor and um, I love it when she comes by because she checks in and with what I'm doing and how I'm doing and if I need anything and so I'm not gonna miss that opportunity and so in one behavior the same behavior just walking across the office different people create different feelings and different responses from other people so we want to become aware again. We're trying to become attentive. What am I doing that is getting this response from people? Why will no one make eye contact with me? Why does nobody want to work? Well, maybe there's something I'm doing that's creating a situation where people don't want to engage with me. And we can start thinking about that, asking safe people what it might be. Well, I just think of an example of a place where um, we did some consulting a while back ago, and it seemed that the staff was very much on edge, very much having a hard time with the overall leadership of the place. And I was in a situation where I had someone who I was directly sort of trying to correspond with to get certain things done, but they would just shut down. They wouldn't give me any any information. And I finally realized, oh, there was such an atmosphere of uncertainty, of a fear that Mm -hmm. they would lose their job or that they would be in some Mm -hmm. sort of trouble. So it became 
so counterproductive because I couldn't do my job well. And they were feeling negative, probably feeling just yeah. fearful. So if, if mistakes are punished, then you're going to have people starting to be dishonest about their mistakes or not going ahead and taking the initiative to do things themselves in case it's not what the boss wanted them to do. Because if they do, you're going to punish them or you're going to criticize them. And so, yes, you get that kind of response. Another example is leaders who come in and want things their way. And so almost anything you do, it's going to come in, it's going to be changed as soon as the boss arrives. Why go through a whole lot of effort to put together what you were asked to put together? Because you know, whatever you put together, it's going to be modified. So we may as well wait and just put enough out there so that when it comes and gets changed, then you find out what they're really going to want. And then you can apply yourself to that effort. And supervisors get all frustrated. Oh, you didn't make any progress on this. This was supposed to be done by now. But actually, it was your behavior. You're second-guessing things. You're changing things always at the end and wanting to have it your way that creates a situation where people don't put a lot of effort in up front. So clues to our listeners identifying their workplace atmosphere is first really starting with the values, seeing the values are whether they are spoken or unspoken, looking at how practices are set up in the workplace, and then seeing how those affect the people around them. So Moods are palpable. It, it, it does feel a little in, intangible talking about it right now because we're not giving people something to hang on to. I would just try and experiment and visit several of your friends over the next couple of weeks, have lunch with them and, and get to their office a little early, you know, maybe a half hour before lunch, come up and greet and, and you'll be able to feel what's going on. You'll go in the place and people will either be walking around and chatting and buzzing. It'll be either real concentrated and quiet, focused. If it's, if it's stressful, you'll, it's palpable. These things are, are really tangible and, you know, maybe not tangible and precise in the way that this is stress and this is energy and this is fun and this is pain. I don't mean in that sense, but I mean in the sense that you can, it's either a positive place to be and it's something good's going on here and it's working or it's, you can cut the tension with a knife. Well, I think a, a great place to experiment with this, and this happens to me all the time, is the doctor's office. You walk mm-hmm. into the doctor's office and you have the front people staff, and it can either go downhill or it can be the best experience based on this interaction you have with somebody on the phone or the first person you talk to. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of that is, that's one of those places where it's both a client-centered business, a service business. Each patient who comes in should be the center of the world in one sense. In another sense, it's an office and there's a lot of paperwork and procedures to get things identified correctly for billing purposes. And you, you know, you don't want to be giving people the wrong medications or, I mean, it has to be accurate and these get confused and um, office staff can forget that what they have before them is a, you know, very nervous person who's unsure about something going on in their body and their reaction to a very ordinary thing for you, like getting billing information can be very, annoying and off-topic to your client. And so you immediately get a negative interaction without ever intending it. Now, our skill, our skill is how quickly can we identify that? How quickly can we feel that something's wrong here and make an adjustment and try something different? And that's where we don't want to codify atmospheres and say, what kind of atmosphere do you have here? What we want to be able to do is just discern that something's not right here and start looking for 
the behaviors that are creating that situation so that we can uh, adjust it. Wonderful. So for our listeners, Carl, how do we decide what kind of atmosphere we want to be a part of? That's a great question because part of it, again, is just learning over time what works for us and what works against us. But what I would recommend is listening to people's complaints. Complaints, you know, are negative and they're stated in the negative. I hate this or this, you know, annoys me. Then what you do is you listen to what the positive underlying desire of the complaint is. So, for example, I can't get anything done. I'm always being interrupted. Well, that person, the positive thing they might be asking for is some concentrated time where they can focus on one thing and see it through from beginning to end. That's you got it, something positive they want in their atmosphere and in the structure of their work, this kind of focused, quiet concentration. So let's pick another complaint. I don't know how to get ahead here. There's no career path. I just work real hard, and every time a position, an opening comes up, someone else is picked for it, and I'm out of the loop. Well, you know, the positive side of, of that kind of thing is the person feels that they have value that's not being tapped into, That they and you want to, if they had a way to get out on the table with you what their goals were and what they wanted to do in the future, you could actually structure something where they could move toward that. But they, if they knew how their efforts were contributing to getting them where they wanted to go professionally, they would dive in and go for it a lot more than they are. So you're complaining maybe that they aren't working real hard and they're complaining that they don't know how to get ahead. And But underlying both is this belief that this person has a lot to, to offer. You want to get that out, and that's what you're working for. That's the want, it's ways to communicate that and establish that. And then you can just chart uh, some goals for the year, accomplish X, Y, and Z. And now I know that you want the promotion, and this is what we're doing to get there, and you both know the same thing. So really paying attention. Listen to what people are saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everything here is about paying attention being attentive and aware of what's going on and the implications it's having on others. So the next one, when we talk about what we can do about it, we're not experimenting in the sense of just playing with new ideas and trying strange things. We've really got a lot of data here to work with. We've been watching how things work and doesn't work. And so now we can try something different. Great. Well, I look forward to exploring that topic. Join us next week as we continue our series on workplace culture where we'll be reviewing what to do about it. Yeah, what we can do. We can actually make a difference, even if we're not the one in charge. Well, check us out on the web at boldenterprises.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.